0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner.
1: Hello. Welcome to the podcast. It is the 17th of December. Still no snow. Oh, well, I say that. It snowed three days ago. It was light. Yeah, we had a 65 day dry spell. Still kind of a a dry Christmas. Got my father on the podcast for the 100th episode. Woohoo. Yeah, buddy. First time. Probably going to be the last time. (laughs) You're going to edit me out. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a bit of news that I covered, apparently, in... Whatever the weekend after July 8th was, Kid's Stance is the Liberty Walk of Children's Ride-On Tuning. You know the cars with the wide bodies and then the wheels like this?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Someone did that for little... Because, like, our Jeeps, the ones that we used to have, so... It's like that, not with the Jeeps, but it's like that with Lamborghinis and Porsches and whatever. And they're already going to make them even slower by doing that.
2: I've seen people that hack them and make them faster. uh, I do that. (laughs) They add, I think, an extra battery or something to the circuit and practically doubles the speed on them. That's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) You were a maniac when you used to drive yours, so...
1: Yeah, throw it in reverse and drift and then broke the linkage. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but that... Cause what's the company called That does the Fisher uh, Price F- Yeah Fisher Price Why would you stance A Fisher Price Power Wheels thing I don't know So it looks like daddy's car <laughs> <laughs> Yeah because that's That's going to scrape On all the little rocks That The paint job is going to scrape That's what's going to happen
2: They could put a blender in it So it sounds like her dad's
1: car 79 year old Tells Court she couldn't sleep so she went for a 140 mile an hour joyride in her Porsche.
2: I'm impressed that, that she owns a
1: Porsche. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. But drove it. I mean, was this on a. I mean, the article, let's see where it's said. Oh, so this was in Belgium. She was snapped because of speed cameras at midnight at 147 miles per hour because she couldn't sleep.
2: I'd have to let her go just on her age. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If she can get up to that fast, more power that, that, to her. Exactly,
1: because that's guts <laughs> and, and
2: control the car. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, because she didn't crash. Yeah. So that's you And okay, she has a four thousand six hundred sixty-three dollar fine and banned for driving for three months. Only three months for going that fast. That's not a punishment. I mean, she could have she could have gotten up and watched Netflix. She could have gotten up and watched Juicy Daredevil on Netflix. She went for a joyride in her Porsche instead. I guess that's where she finds peace. Boy. Exactly. <laughs> I'm at ease when I'm closest to death. No. <laughs> mini. <laughs> but that H is already close to death. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, mini owner pours washer fluid into engine instead of oil. The image that I have here, if you were to take the heads off a car and someone had poured peanut butter in the engine, it looks exactly like that. Oh, jeez. It is the most disgusting thing I have ever seen. It is horrible. How do you... Someone needs to explain to me, how do you manage to pour washer fluid in the wrong bit of the engine? If... I swear if she says, but it says 710 on the oil cap! Was that intentional, or...? I think, I think that was an accident. Jeez. Hold up. Let's see. Okay, so this was an owner in Germany. There was blue fumes, or blue smoke coming out of the... Oh, gosh. Uh, I
2: don't know how you could do that. It's clearly marked everywhere.
1: Yeah. What goes where? Yeah. How do you. Unless you didn't know that it was washer fluid holding your head But I mean, it should have said something, yeah, right? It says it on there. Yeah. That is incredible, but that's that's just as bad as someone not changing their oil for 60,000 miles, and it did a similar result. The engine in their Audi didn't explode, but oh, dearie me. Israel wants to make double parking a criminal act on pair with junk driving.
2: A car? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez.
1: I mean, I don't know, because with everyone saying, oh, overpopulation and whatever, if you take up two spots, you're just ruining everyone else's day because now they gotta find a park.
2: Apparently it must be a bad problem. It must yeah.
1: lead to a lot of congestion if they're
2: taking that drastic of a measure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's extreme. If you if they did if the fine was on level with drunk driving or more, mm-hmm. okay, well that'd be fair enough. But you don't need to throw someone in jail for taking up two parks. That is kind of unnecessary. Okay, so let's get on to the ten worst carp dues used car buying experience ever that I found, uh, a link article I found on Jalopnik. So, the first one says, buy local. this is from readers on Jalopnik. Used 2008 Saab 97X Aero. Basically, a Trailblazer SS in a Saab suit. Because Saab was owned by GM at the time. Okay. So, they just redesigned, they just badge engineered it a little bit. So, it was a Saab truck? Yeah, like an SUV. Oh, okay. Yeah. i Okay, I made them a sort of low-ball offer because in 2011, when the gas prices went cray-cray, the 400-horsepower SUV market wasn't very hot. But they accepted the offer. I asked to get the pictures of the vehicle, and they forwarded me high-res photos that were taken from their eBay auction. It all looked fine. I also, asked, I also asked if there was any reason I would be unhappy when I arrived, and he said, no, this is a clean truck, there's no reason why you shouldn't once you buy this truck I was also told there were no defects etc and of course I had to put down a $500 put down $500 on it through PayPal I assume that's the deposit writing on the high of good photos a good deal reassurance from the salesman and several gleaming eBay eBay feedback and online reviews I had no reason not to go not to get the check cut from the bank and head down there six hours rain I-75 traffic don't know where that is and a couple of tra- traffic jams later were there. Check in hand, we pull into the dealer and next to a Saab 97X Aero. That, either that's someone else's or that's the one they're looking for. Surely this dirty, beat down, side swiped, rim scraped, one tire with low pressure piece of mess is not the vehicle we came to look at. Of course it's not! Of course it is! <laughs> me and a couple friends I brought jumped out of the car and started looking over the vehicle. Dents, scrapes, sideswipe, passenger side, not clean, despite them making me f- come a few hours later than I had planned because they had to detail it. Just a generally beat 97X Aero is the vehicle that I had to check for. My heart sank. I opened the doors anyway. The, the bleeping interior door panels were falling off. What the mess, mate? Heater, heater vents were misaligned and installed incorrectly. The kick panels were all just ruined. The dash seemed loose. I don't know how you could do that. I mean, maybe, it was, maybe the accident is what ruined it. And the carpet wasn't laying correctly. I'd be more worried about what would be on that carpet rather than it laying correctly. What in the mess happened to this poor thing? So I quickly walked into the sales department and found the salesman, Juan Rosario. I said, dude, the 97X is beat. He knew exactly who I was. He knew I was furious. He knew I couldn't really do anything about it. I said, I have to check right here. Why did you waste my time? I was pleading with him for something, for anything. I just ended with, I'm out of here, man. He just said, okay, and cracked a moronic smile. So we left. I was so furious, I had forgotten about the deposit through PayPal until a few miles from... Oh, right. <laughs> oh, that's not going to be fun. I certainly wasn't going to get to go back there, and they were closed. so I fired off an email to to them about it I pleaded and described the situation I promised no bad feedback if they just gave me the money back three weeks and one PayPal dispute later I had the $500 back
2: Hmm.
1: I'd still give them a bad review (laughs) yeah I still give them a bad review that is a shame it's like a maiden and switch or something yeah but it makes you wonder if they even had that how did they
2: get good pictures of it if the car was that beat up
1: yeah that's a good question was it stock photos yeah I don't know because manufacturers do have that, but, I mean, if they, were, if they were to take a picture of that 97X, and if I was the person buying it, I'd have to wonder if it was the picture on their lot, or if it was the stock photo. Because I have seen stock photos from, the, like, on Cars.com or whatever, and I'm like, no, I want to see the vehicle that, oh, I don't know, you have in your physical inventory. Yeah. The stock photo, because yeah. the stock photos, some of them, they, sometimes they change them, like Photoshop it so that they have the color, and I'm like, yes, that's a Photoshopped image, Oh, a stock photo so that it looks like the car... That is supposed to look like the car that you have in your inventory. Hmm. I doubt that. So, here's another one. It supposedly looks like it's about a Honda Prelude, the the second one. Not the last generation. I was 20 and I was in... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can already see where this is going. I was 20 and I was in the warm embraces of young love. (laughs) It sounds like an ACDC song. (laughs) Like, only a... Strapping young man in the springtime of his life can be. (laughs) Okay, not really. I'm getting ready to buy my second car. After my first car, a 1988 Toyota Corolla DLX, blew its motor three months after I bought it off a nearby front lawn. One day soon after, I saw the shop up the road from me selling a pristine 1995 Honda Prelude in the weird silver-slash-tan-slash-champagne color that looks so good at dusk. The interior and exterior was immaculate. It had service records from the previous owner. It only had 130,000 miles. Only 130,000 miles. But hey, it was in good condition then, I can see. And had been traded in for a Camry they bought recently at auction. It had a clutch pedal. Oh dear. More importantly, it had a dash. You know, the one I'm talking about. The one with the digital instrument cluster that stretches across the entire width of the car. And when you turn on the car, it had a sort of left-to-right light-up procedure that automatically caused a Star Trek theme to play in your head. When I saw the car itself, I loved it. When I saw the car crank up and that instrument cluster come to life, I was ready to stock it up, stock it at night, and whisper, lakefront wedding plans in its ear as it slept. <laughs> we'll even have habichis chefs for catering. What the mess is that?
2: So, is that hibachi chefs? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I'd whisper, stroking the wing mirror with my thumb ever so lightly. Oddly enough, I didn't really care about the six-disc CD changer in aftermarket stereo. How do you get a six-disc CD changer?
2: It's a a deck that goes in the trunk.
1: Oh! Holds six CDs. Oh, I see. I was like, "How the mess do you get that in the dash? Because that would be like a that'd be like a touchscreen." The
2: dash looks normal, when The deck's in the the trunk.
1: Ah, I see. Okay. The test drive went beautifully. The car sounded... Oh, mess. I messed my... Uh, okay, found it. The car sounded smooth, the throttle was responsive, the handling was sublime, and the ride was akin to that of a well-fluffed cloud atop a temper a temperpedic mattress. <laughs> At least compared to the Corolla and my dad's worn-out 95 Chevrolet S10 pickup. Upon getting back, I called my dad and he drove it as well. His consensus was, for once, in line with mine. Worth every cent of the $1,800 the car was... A- Probably worth. We told the shop's owner that we'd be back the next day with the corolla and fifteen hundred dollars. He promised he'd have the prelude prepped and ready to go. The following day, high noon, dust blows in the wind, interspersed with plastic, stop a minute tumbleweeds. The rattling of tow chains can be heard approaching. We arrived with the corolla being towed behind the S ten with I must have S fifteen, sorry I meant S ten, with the old pole and chain trick. Handshakes, salutations, and congratulations were afoot. Okay. The shop owner inspected the Corolla clean and tidy except for the engine and agreed it was worth the $300 deficit in cash price. I showed him my half of the cash over over proudly. My father showed him his half begrudgingly <laughs> and the owner like a professional poker player showed a straight flush high, presented the title and a bill of sale. The pen was m- the pen was millimeters from the paper when the tech in the bay put away his something and cranked the prelude up to be pulled forward. We all raised our our eyes and watched as the car, seemingly in slow motion, began to approach. Graceful and lean as a cheetah, the engine rumbled low, interspersed with the occasional deafening bang and thud. Wait, what? <laughs> this is where it goes downhill. Yep, ten foot, ten feet away from me, cash in hand, the prelude of my twenty-year-old lustful dream through a rod. Oh jeez. Oh no. The shop owner looked horrified and confused. My father looked angry and suspicious. I look like I'd just been forced to watch a corgi puppy genocide with Angel by Sarah
2: McLachlan.
1: Yeah. Being piped directly into my cerebrum. Cerebral? Cerebrum? Yeah, something like that. The tears still taste just as salty in my memory as they did that day. (laughs) That's a shame. But what happened to the... So in the span of, we'll say, 24 hours... What the mess happened to the... So, was the engine in the prelude just as bad as it was in the Corolla that the guy had? So that it threw a rod. Yeah, it's like I get. They
2: must have known it was bad. I don't
1: know. Yeah, because they can't have sabotage the car at 24... Because what's the no, point they of that? do that. Uh-huh. Mm, that's a shame. Okay, but where the dreaded buy here, pay here? Pay cash for a cheap old pickup for a basic high school ride for a from a something dealer. Take home with title, began registering with state's register's office. Get a letter notice saying vehicle VIN does not match consistent records and thus cannot be registered. Go back to dealer, lot empty, no tenant in space, phone disconnected. Fake title upon further investigation. Vehicle is impounded by police department as part of a theft and cocaine ring investigation that led to my vehicle. Wow. Take school bus for a semester, minus an effectively stolen $1,200. Mess. (laughs) That, that's rough. That is rough. Anyway, we need to take a break. 15 minutes. Here's a word from our sponsors. Car books, car shows, car merchandise, car games, and even a car podcast, that's who I am. Do you realize when you're doing the things you love, it's not work? I'm Cody Wagner, host of Cody's Car Conundrum, and my passion is absolutely everything cars. My purpose in creating Cody's Car Conundrum is to be a resource for all things cars, from games to product development, product reviews, and even writing new automotive books and articles. With my mom's help, I've created a GoFundMe campaign to help me upgrade my computer equipment and Xbox and even my podcasting equipment, too. I also have created t-shirts and I'm looking to market those as well as my books. Visit my campaign at www.gofundme.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum. Help me show teenage entrepreneurs you can follow your passion and people will help you move to the next level. Thank you for any donation, big or small. Once again, go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum. Hello, we are back once again. Well wait, that's not the one I wanted to start with. Uh where is okay, that's the one I wanted to start with. Mother arrested after having her son hold down a pool on the roof of her minivan. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna know. Was he holding onto those roof racks? Trying to hold the pool down. <laughs> Child endangerment. <of> <laughs> Child care services were alert <laughs> That is a shame. Okay, ac- according to WISN, which I assume is like 9 News Before Wisconsin, 28-year-old Amber... Uh, you don't have to say her last name. N- just- no, because it's kind of... You know how you get some people the last names that's not a bad word, but it's really close? Yeah, that one would be. Okay. So, uh, Was transporting a plastic pool. It didn't have anything to tie it down with. So... <laughs> She had her son get up on the roof and hold it down. (laughs) Get this, get this. A concerned citizen called 911 and told the operator what was happening as she continued to follow the vehicle. The woman eventually pulled over and removed her son and the pool from the roof of the minivan and put both of them inside the vehicle. But if she could put... it. Exactly. People when people go to Home Depot and get wood, they always try to put it inside the vehicle before they strap it down to the roof of ties. <laughs> she gets the Mother of the Year award. <laughs> <laughs> Police eventually caught up to to uh, what's her name Amber, who reportedly told officers her son was only on the roof for maybe twenty to thirty seconds, <laughs> and she and she didn't think it would be an issue because her father used to have her do things like that when she was her son's age. Wow. Just just because your parents do something doesn't mean you can do that. that. That explanation didn't go over well with police or prosecutors, and Amber is now facing a felony charge of recklessly endangering the safety of her child. She is scheduled to appear in something county court on November 11th, which is gone now. And she could be facing up to 10 years in jail if convicted. Wow. That's a shame.
2: At least she could have done was strapped him
1: down with some ties
2: or something. Exactly,
1: but <laughs> I guess if she had ties, she wouldn't have put the sun on the roof. never know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Apparently, it's a family thing.
1: <laughs> putting, putting children on the roof runs in the family. Oh, my gosh. that That is a shame. The next one's just as bad. Canadian man gets $117 t- dollar ticket. For singing and driving, what <laughs> was
2: singing that bad?
1: That's what. That's what the article says. That his wife doesn't give him any sympathy because she said, "If I heard you singing in the car, I'd give you a ticket too." <laughs> but I mean, really, a one hundred? And that's like apparently they say it's one hundred and forty nine Canadian dollars, right. whatever it is. I mean, really? oh, wait, no, she said she'd given she would have given him a two hundred thirty seven dollar ticket instead. I mean, come on. I mean, I get that you might be a little bit distracted, but... Does it
2: does it say what law he was breaking?
1: Uh, I don't think you? it does. Okay. That You see, that is a... That's bad. According to CTV News Montreal, insert guy's name here, was driving to the store to pick up some water and was singing along to Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dancing Out by C++ Music Factory. As he was singing along, he heard a police iron coming from behind him. The, the man simply thought the officer wanted to pass... Him, but they got on the speaker and told him to pull over four officers reportedly approached the guy's vehicle and, a- and asked him if he had screamed <laughs> he had told police he was simply singing and they went off to check his license and registration when the officers returned they present they presented the guy with the ticket in question for screaming <laughs> he was clearly he was singing but it must have been so bad that they thought he was screaming the guy was dumbfounded and told CTV News, I understand if they are doing their job. They are allowed to check if everything's okay. If I kidnap someone, or if there's danger inside, but I would never expect they would give me a ticket for that. He went on to say he wasn't singing too loudly and thinks the whole situation was crazy. And right now he's in the process of contesting the ticket. Yeah, I would. Yeah.
2: Sounds like they had nothing better to do that day. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> just, just a happy coincidence that he was rolling by, and he was singing at the same time. Okay. Here's the next one that's, that is actually relatively... Oh, okay, it's not as recent as I thought. The world's first gin to contain Harley-Davidson engine parts costs over a grand.
2: So they put engine parts in a bottle of gin?
1: Yes. I think they did. Wow. <laughs> I hope it was clean, and I hope those parts weren't used. Because there's going to be a little bit of motor oil in that, and you may die. But if you're going to spend that much on Davidson Harley-Davidson bottle, maybe you deserve that trip to the hospital. Really. That's... <laughs> oh gosh, sounding like a more expensive and insane version of Whole Foods asparagus water. The beverage is called the Archaeologist. <laughs> it comes in bottles that contain parts such as ni- 1939 flathead camshafts, 1947 knucklehead screw nuts, and 1962 panhead rocker arms.
2: Yeah, I, I don't get it, but okay. Uh,
1: drinkers who fear a metallic taste needn't worry as Ehinger says all the components are sp- specially cleansed; they better be, <laughs> and then sealed in a tin alloy to make it safe for them to be utilized in a drink. The parts are then soldered onto a steel structure. And soldered. En- S so- well, there's an up, oh, there's an L in there. Yeah, soldered. Oh, yeah, soldered onto a steel structure and encased in a handcrafted bottle.
2: Just because <laughs> that, somebody's got more money than sense.
1: Yeah. yeah, because if you. I'd have to worry, because you're not supposed to shake up. Gin like that, right? Because if you do, I'd worry that the parts inside would just break the bottle. Nah, no, nah, no, you wouldn't shake it, but... That's that's literally mm. the equivalent of putting a bowling ball in a two-gallon water jug. Why? why what purpose does that serve? Mm. I I get being a fan, but that is ridiculous. Child caught driving a Range Rover Sport on the Nürburgring. Wow. A tra- <laughs> That's impressive, because 130-something corners... A lot of them really bumpy, and he was driving uh, driving a heavy, tall, and relatively powerful vehicle on a track like that. I just want to know how they stopped him without, you know, pushing him off into a guardrail. That's what I want to know. I guess
2: they don't have good track security if he was able to get on there.
1: This, this day? No, they probably didn't. The Nurburgring Ring has seen its fair share of fatalities over the years, so it comes as little surprise that many people were outraged when they saw photos of a child driving a Range Rover Sport on the Norse Life. Well, that's the layout of the ring. First noted by the drive, the pictures were taken by race tracker and show a small child sitting on an adult's lap while he drives around the famed racing circuit. Oh, I thought he was just in it by himself. Oh, okay. That's not as bad, but it's still really dangerous. While it's not uncommon for parents to let their kids drive before they're legally allow- allowed, this normally occurs in a relatively controlled environment at slow speeds. The Nürburgring is basically the exact opposite as it's filled with other vehicles, traveling at high speeds, really high, really high apexes, bumps, off-camper off, cor- off camper corners, basically everything you don't want. The adult on the phone is most likely in charge of the pedals of the steering wheel, but the situation could have easily taken a turn for the worse if the child jerked the steering wheel or the vehicle was involved in an accident. Many people are calling for the adult to be banned from the ring, but at the very least, the publication reports he violated at least one rule. That's it. Hmm. That requires every driver to have a valid driver's license. Or face a $58 fine. So that's the one that he broke. Not having a valid drama. He got class. off easier than Lady Hadron. <laughs> yeah. Fish. So how is it that he got a, he got off easy doing that? That the person's doing 147 That makes no sense. Yep. Yeah, exactly. This person in the comments. $58 for putting a child in danger. Yet, yet Granny in Brazil gets fined. It's in Belgium, not Brazil. But gets fined nearly 5 k for a nighttime drive. At 147 miles an hour. But that is really rather ridiculous. Tesla Model S taxi fleet listed for sale in the Netherlands. I didn't even know they had a taxi fleet in the Netherlands like that.
2: So is it an existing company that's selling their fleet of Tesla's or uh, let's see. Oh yeah, an
1: Amsterdam based taxi company is getting ready to renew its fleet. Yeah. Yeah, they're selling their Model S's. I wonder how they uh, I wonder how they maintain them. Because they don't if Tesla has very few stations here for servicing, they have even less overseas. In fact they, they there is a set of fans somewhere in Europe that has made their own Tesla service station Wow yeah because there's so few out there so and that that's actually that brings me on to another that brings me on to a point about Tesla while it's commendable about what they're doing that that's a point that that sort of proves to me that they might not have thought. Fully through about being like a global automaker because they don't have any service stations out in Europe and the expenses. Well, those
2: taxi garages have their own in-house mechanics that maintain the vehicle, so maybe they have one of their mechanics certified to work on them.
1: Yeah, you know that. Or just read Wikipedia. Guy <laughs> spends a
2: lot of time on YouTube.
1: Yeah. well, I'll watch this and I'll be an instant mechanic. Yeah. Porsche's battery suppliers can't keep up with demand for the hybrid Panamera. Which is apparently the best. Oh wait, no, no, the diesel one is the best-selling one. My bad. Oh, by the way, Lamborghini has finally unveiled their SUV. Finally, they, it's called the Urus. U R U S. Hmm. It sounds like a body part. <laughs> yeah, really. That is a horrible name. But it has 641 horsepower to play with. Jeez. So that's not bad. That's not. They're, they're, apparently, they're calling it an S SUV, Super Sport S Utility Vehicle, okay. which is honestly kind of mess to me. So.
2: Maserati has one too, don't they? Yeah, the
1: Levante, which is not nearly as fast. Wow. Or at the very least, it doesn't have nearly as much power. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen it on, that on the ring yet. We have seen the Alfa Romeo one on the ring, though. It uh-huh. did it under. It did a seven minute fifty one. So that's not bad for a high running. It beat out an old actor an old Honda NSX around the ring. How's is... the
2: reviews on the Jaguar?
1: The F Pace? Yeah. Uh, I think they're pretty good from what I from what I've seen. I don't think it's like the best in this class, but considering that's very nearly the first time Jag made an SUV, not bad at all. Hmm. I think it has some, some of the off-road tech from Range Rovers, okay. because, yeah, Jag and Range Rover are owned by the same company, and that, comp- that company's Tata, an Indian company. Oh. Huh. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: The Tata Nano, so. And that's what they have over here, and it's, you know that little Chevrolet that we saw when we were going to the Pacific Ocean? Okay, the Nano is like that, except taller, but just as small. Volvo Air Study helps both the environment and you. Probably because it does what Fisker did and put like environmental bits and pieces. It's like the door made out of leaves and the dash made out of leaves. And I'm just exaggerating. It's not actually... There is a leaf in there, but it's not... It's just for uh, looks. It doesn't have any structural point to the vehicle. Stolen Honda HRV found with lift stickers. The ride-sharing company itself is oblivious. I don't know if that HRB was stolen by Lyft or the person who stole it was with Lyft?
2: Yeah, so the guy stole it and then used it to make money with Lyft?
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's not necessarily the company's fault.
2: No, they can't control that.
1: Yeah. Actually, uh, news that I haven't gotten to and considering how much we're laughing, we may not get to. So Daimler, the, the company for Mercedes, they bought they bought from some guy, from some, I think because the guy rented the Model X and then he gave it to Daimler. They tore... The Model X, apart, cause, you know, because they try and see what their competitors are doing by buying vehicles sneakily. but So they got a hold of a Model X, they broke the mess out of it, and then they gave it back in shambles to the guy. Daimler gave that Model X back in shambles to the guy who I think was renting it. Wow. Yeah, rude. <laughs> very rude. Though, to be fair, knowing Daimler, that's not the first time they've done something like that. Uh, like the Chrysler Crossfire, mm-hmm. that... Originally, it was supposed to have the 3.2-liter Chrysler V6 of the time in it. Right. But what Alpar suspects is, I think, something about expense, and Daimler didn't want an American engine in their German car, because that was like an insult to
2: them. Mm-hmm.
1: He got the SLK engine, which is less powerful than the V6. So the Chrysler V6 could have been more powerful in there, but they didn't go with it. I do wonder, though, because they did do a... They did do a Crossfire SRT6. I'd have to wonder what an SRT6 with that engine would be like. Because as far as I know, that didn't get that didn't get a performance version outside of a.
2: Just is that all-wheel drive? Or
1: no, oh. no, just rear-wheel drive. I still but, like the way they look. Yeah, it does have an active spoiler though, which is nice. Yeah, but you know what? It's funny. The Crossfire got better reviews in Europe than the Mercedes SLK because it was a more because that SLK at the time was kind of old and Chrysler sort of re-engineered and made it better. But Europeans didn't like it because it had an American badge on it and quality issues and blah, blah, blah. Americans didn't like it because it, it was sort from of a foreign car, the Mercedes SLK. So as good as the car was, it ended up being a dud in both markets hmm. for, rel- for rather si- similar reasons, actually. Anyway, we need to stop here. We will see you all after a word from our sponsors.
0: Moms and dads, Are you looking for Steam and STEM games, websites, and even clothing for your daughter? Is she showing you at a young age that she is not into dolls and fashion, but instead, space, chemistry, dinosaurs, robots, and even art? I'm Erica Wagner of Science Her Way. My YouTube channel is a resource for minority girls interested in Steam and STEM. It contains product reviews, Steam and STEM games, and art. I need your help. I have a GoFundMe campaign to help me upgrade my equipment take some online courses on 2D and 3D programs, market my shirt designs, and my books. Go to my campaign at www.gofundme.com slash scienceherway. Help me show girls all over the world that there are girls just like them who love Steven Stam and is a teenpreneur. Thank you for any donation, big or small. Once again, go to www.gofundme.com slash scienceherway. I'll see you in the next dimension.
1: Hello, we're back for the final time. Don't have anything clever to say other than that Ford has just sued John Cena for flipping his Ford GT. John Cena got a Ford GT, and probably in the contract, they said that you couldn't flip it. He did that anyway, and now they're suing him for
2: it. I don't get it. Because Why do they care whether he flips it or not?
1: Let me bring some context into this. When Ford was doing the new GD, GT, sorry, you could not buy one. You had to... basically signed an application like you were worthy of getting a Ford GT. And not flipping it was part of that worthiness. And and I don't know why they say you probably couldn't flip your Ford GT. Probably because they don't want you you just getting that car like that for profit. They want you to use it. Um, And so he hasn't done that. Hmm. But yeah, all Ford GT buyers have a contract to sign with Ford saying they won't sell their cars for two years. Cena has has just sold his gt weeks after taking delivery what is the point of getting a car like that and selling it weeks after getting it why
2: oh oh okay yeah flipping it that way yeah i got gotcha. you. yeah that's what you
1: meant that he rolled it oh no <laughs> I, was
2: say, I was gonna say what do they care if you roll the car it's, it's your yeah. loss
1: yeah yeah but um so that's a Okay. I, I mean, I kind of get it because that's just that's just kind of pointless. If you're if you're going to get a car like that for you'd save money not buying the car rather than buying and then making money off the resale value. E- even though you'd probably get a lot of money from selling it anyway. Yeah, even profit.
2: Profit it off of it, but. Mm. Hmm. So I'm looking at your wall up there. Uh-huh. And uh at all the
1: different Jeeps. Yeah.
2: Do Jeep's have any plan to uh, come back with a pickup truck?
1: Yes. Really? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be on the Wrangler. And we don't know if it's going to be called the Scrambler or not, but they will. It's, it's called the, because the current, the new Wrangler is the JL. The truck, the truck is going to be the JLT. That's coming in 2019. So, and I think it's going to be the four door with the pickup, not just the two door. And it should be pretty good because the new Wrangler has a new engine. It's a two liter hybrid. Okay. So, and it's a mild hybrid at best. And it makes a little bit less horsepower than the V6, but it makes 448 pound feet of torque. That two liter. And it's not a diesel engine. Wow. It yeah, it makes a lot of horsepower and that help and the hybrid helps with that. But I think that will be in the pickup. Huh. I think it should have a towing capacity of something like six thousand pounds. Which is really,
2: a four cylinder. I don't know that a, guys are gonna buy a truck with a four cylinder on it. Guys
1: know. wouldn't, but Jeep owners just care for torque because that's good for rock crawling. So okay. I don't I don't really care if they if they I don't think they'd really care if it was a four cylinder as long as they have the, the the proper torque.
2: Okay.
1: Uh yeah, um that we will be getting a Jeep pickup. I don't we're supposed to be getting an I6 pretty soon as well, called a tornado, and I don't know if that'll eventually go in the in the Wrang in the Wrangler or the Wrangler Wrangler GLT truck thing. But yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be really soon. That's right, I had someone ask me if the All right, someone asked someone asked on Alpar if there was if there was gonna be like a brown color for the Wrangler, and I looked. Uh first year, no. I don't know if they're going to add brown later though. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Owner of Okay, I need to give context on this too. A little while ago before this article, some some guy in a McLaren took some guy in a McLaren took his McLaren to like a like a wildlife sanctuary where they can walk up to the vehicle. And if I remember correctly, the donkey that walked up to the McLaren either spit on the McLaren or bit the McLaren because it was orange, probably even it for a giant carrot. I wouldn't do something like that? No,
2: because when you go into those environments, you know the monkeys and stuff—they have a tendency to rip your windshield wipers off. Yeah, and yeah. So that wasn't too bright.
1: Yeah, and so he's now, so the owner of the donkey is now going to find seven thousand dollars. I contest that because that person took their car knowingly into a dangerous spot place yeah. for it, and now they're annoyed that someone took a chunk out of it. And That is, oh, apparently it caused forty thousand dollars in damages. The donkey did so. Yeah, that that's not bright of them. Oh, well. Foreign automakers facing autonomous driving restrictions in China over fears of spying. Okay. That, make, that makes a bit of sense. Yeah,
2: because they have all the cameras and stuff, so they'd be transmitting other data back. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, somebody was commenting that, because um, I'm in some forums with the car salespeople and stuff, and they think that the future's going to be in autonomous cars and the whole ride-sharing thing. and I don't know. I'm just not a... Uh, I'm not sold on it especially if it's somebody like me that has such long and erratic hours. Yeah. There's no way I could call and schedule rides to come and go, and I don't see how ride sharing would be cost effective for somebody like me that has to drive 25 miles one way to work and then same thing back again. I, I just don't see... The I, thing- I can see it being good for like elderly people that yeah. can't get around... But, you know, they're thinking that the whole automotive industry, the whole the whole thing is that with online buying and everything, our car salesmen are going to be obsolete. Mm-hmm. And this person's saying, well, I think the bigger threat to our industry is autonomous cars. And it's like, I oh, don't know, I just don't see that part of it for the everyday user.
1: Well, I'll, before I tackle the autonomy, I'll talk the talk about the ride-sharing. The, you're right about the erratic hours, but the thing is, when people get drunk, they're calling, and it's like 12 a.m. or whatever, and they're calling ride-sharing people, and they're... So, I would say that the only problem with ride-sharing in your area is there might not be a lot of people in that part of Denver with ride Or they might not want to drive down to that Perry of Denver for one reason or another.
2: Yeah, I just don't see it replacing me owning a car and using autonomous ride-sharing type vehicles to get back and forth to work.
1: See, now imagine if we lived... You know like that new development near Denver by the, the Perina Puppy Child thing where there were be mm-hmm, people? Right. Okay, now imagine if they were to use ride-sharing there a good 10 or 15 minutes away from Denver. Then you, can, then you wouldn't have to own a car. Um, but to the point of that, I wouldn't want to be in someone else's car because... I mean, the people who are doing the ride-sharing, who are driving people, they're worried for their own safety.
2: But they're talking autonomous cars yeah. doing the ride-sharing and stuff. Oh! They're... Oh,
1: um... And I just... Okay. That, okay, well, that's good. Let's talk about that. Um, the ride-sharing and autonomy that that and you're right that definitely works for elderly people. The problem with autonomy and ride sharing isn't isn't that there wouldn't be autonomous cars at weird hours because they're autonomous they don't need driver hours they could they could go right. like a round trip around around the uh, the United States and they wouldn't need to sleep excluding the fact that they need gas and fuel and whatever how long it would take for that autonomous car to get there depends on where they have let's say you had ride sharing distribution centers where you have like a fleet of autonomous cars Mm -hmm. okay so how long it would take for the for that autonomous car to get to you would depend on that and go to where you're going and for that car to get back the the ride sharing with autonomous cars is we're not right now in the industry we're not at the moment where cars can just be summoned right like i don't know something out of irobot that's that's a good 10 years maybe maybe 20 years away before that's going to be reliable. I think it's going to be a, a fair while before we get cars that can be someone like halfway across the U.S. Mm-hmm. To, uh, to one Like I would say the one advantage of having an autonomous car or a ride sharing like that is if you had to go to like your cousin's wedding on the other side of the U.S., <laughs> just have an autonomous car drive you there and sleep in the car <laughs> and then you fill up every now and then. But yeah, just road trip your way and then do whatever you got to do when you get there. But yeah, we're still a good one or two decades away before we get cars summoned. Uh, once we get to that point, it's a, good, it's a good question about what would happen to the industry. I don't know. What I've seen is with autonomous cars, There, someone's trying to make a concept where the car – like like our train cars connect with the hooks. Someone's trying to do that but on a highway mm-hmm. so that you have the cars connected in, and then the car at the front of the line just pulls the rest of the cars. Mm-hmm. And that would help – that only for a number of reasons. It would probably reduce the space between cars, which would give you more space on the highway – top you know, it'd be autonomy. So the human error, the human risk would be reduced. Um, but yeah, we're we're a little ways away. That is a worry. but Apparently, someone on the forum I'm on said another threat would be like online buying, and then you just get the car sent to you, and then yeah, there's sign a company
2: called Carvana, and um, they have a huge hub in Dallas, Fort Worth, and I think Arizona is where they're headquartered out of. Mm. Um, they're moving a lot of cars, but they're losing a lot of money right now.
1: Probably because they don't have a lot of profit margins for that. Yeah.
2: It's, um, you know, it's interesting. Their website's pretty cool, and it's easy to navigate around, and you can pick Mm -hmm. out a car, and then they deliver it to you, or you can go pick it up. Yeah. And they have these giant seven-story, uh, they call them vending machines. Oh, yeah. You can see from the road. Yeah. That's kind of cool. You know? Mm -hmm. And, uh... Problem is, you buy the car and it gets stuck. You have to buy another car to knock yours down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that'd be a shame. That that's gonna be an insurance claim and a half.
2: But uh, no, it's just an uh, interesting concept. I I think uh, as much as some people don't like car salesmen, I still think that there's a need for them uh, just to help guide you through the process. Yeah. Though the average consumer is highly educated when when they walk on the lot to buy a car. Seriously. Through research. I think a lot of them are. I think they know what they want, what options that they want. Yeah. But, you know, you yeah. just you just never know, I guess. I mean, because they're they're selling used cars
1: through Carvana.
2: Oh. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Like pre-owned or yeah. like pre- oh
2: yeah, so they're all you know, Carfaxed and everything else, and safety inspected and everything. But yeah, uh, I guess their margins are so low that they're losing a lot of money right now.
1: Well, they're going to need investors just to keep themselves afloat. Yeah. Apparently another company that's supposed to be rivaling Tesla, Faraday Future, is also having trouble keeping people. Because they have they have a uh, car, the FF97P thing, uh, but they they wanted to make their own like mega factory, and they haven't done it yet. They just lost like, one of their major designers. They are going downhill. I don't even know if they're going to survive. Uh, Fisker got turned into Karma Automotive, and the only thing that we've seen is their e-motion concept. We haven't seen anything like the Fisker Karma Uh, that you could actually buy and run you. Which, actually, I wonder how you'd service that. Because that has even less service stations than Tesla does. Yeah,
2: I don't know. Unless they do like Elio did and um, set up uh, repair facilities through Pep Boys. That's what they're saying, that they would do. But there again, there's another car manufacturer that's promising, you know... A lot and
1: not really delivering. Yeah, it's
2: been years and they still haven't come out. They keep taking money in from people on deposits and nothing's being produced. So, yeah. You know you gotta wonder is are they really gonna launch or are they' just gonna
1: keep going like yeah. that yeah Tesla supposedly is the only successful like successful new automaker in the last 100 years, the only successful and successful they just lost like one point two billion like last month on something I don't know if it was investments or and even then Tesla's profit margins are actually kind of low because of mm-hmm. expense. The the well, there's so
2: Development too that they have to keep putting money back into.
1: Yeah, but Elon Elon Musk has the money because SpaceX and whatnot. Uh, hmm. Autonomy is interesting right now, but there's still so so many little problems that need to be fixed before I think we see it mainstreamed. I mean, Waymo has their Pacifica minivans. I think they're getting Volvo's too, so. But the good thing is that gives Chrysler a leg up in autonomy because whatever they get, whatever, you know, how their cars are being used, they probably get information about the autonomy and how it affects with what what the Pacifica minivans and blah, blah, blah. So that, that helps them. I'm curious where autonomy is going to go in the next 10 years, but I kind of want to know where the ride sharing is going to go in the next 10, you know, are we going to get another Lyft or Uber spinoff that can be better because they're, Nissan's trying to do that in California. With cars with a, with a vehicle they haven't introduced here it's technically a, a renault it's a it's a twingo it's it is so hard to explain but it is like a microorganism on wheels twingo. that's what it's like and they but they have it it's it's like a golf cart with a full cabin mm. that's what it's like uh, mm. oh twingo? no no twizzy twizzy that's what they call it uh, but they've introduced that as their own ride sharing service and I what I don't understand is how are they doing the ride sharing stuff but they're not making they're not making disability scooters why isn't any automaker doing that I don't know <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be intrigued if they did that also uh mini news Chevrolet is doing a mid-engine Corvette really finally after so many concepts they are finally going ahead with it it's supposed wow. to have 800 plus horsepower uh the engine from this CAD photo looks pretty complicated like a pain to work on uh yeah, I'm curious as ha- as to how expensive it's going to be.
2: So they're designing a whole new engine for this car.
1: Uh, pro- it's probably going to be off like the LA's LS block, mm. but it'll probably be more powerful. Uh, yeah, the front engine Corvette I think is going to go. once the mid engine one? They're going to keep it for one more model year, and then it's just going to be mid engine Corvette. Huh. Which is kind of interesting because we don't have like the Corvette is priced at like forty, fifty thousand ish yes we don't have a mid engine car of that of that caliber that's 50,000 the Romeo 4C yeah but that's like a Lotus Elise that's not that's not like a Ferrari 458 or anything so I don't know how affordable they're going to be able to make that it'd still be but then again that raises the question how the mess if they made the front engine Corvette so affordable and it'd still be like 911 caliber
2: mass production drive the cost down I guess
1: yeah especially considering they make more Corvettes in one year than the Viper has in its entire lifetime yeah <laughs> Thirty, like, so it's thirty-one thousand Vipers for twenty-five years. That's how many they've made.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah, uh, and they've made some forty thousand Corvettes a year. So that's
2: right there. That's
1: Yeah, and I bet you it'd be forty thousand Vipers if so many people didn't crash the early ones. That's it. Would probably be near that. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. I will be seeing you on the one hundred and the one hundred and one. I was trying to say one hundred first, but that's not a thing. No, hundred and one. Yeah, the one hundred and one episode. <laughs> That's not gonna be a special, but hey, one hundred episodes to go till 200 and 400 episodes till so five hundred. Just want to say congratulations on your one hundredth episode. Yeah, ninety feet, ninety thousand feet hits. So sweet. Way to go, Cody. Yeah, another another year and a bit because this March will mark two years. So we're something like a year and nine months in. Nice. So yeah, more growth to come. Anyway, see you next week.
0: You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash c slash A C R. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital z eight if you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line be sure to follow cody here so you don't miss any episodes bye until next time